We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We are joined by NFL Hall of Famer John McClain. John, how you doing, brother? Guys, I'm doing great. I'm so excited to have playoff football again for the first time since January 2020 especially because the game is at NRG Stadium, which is going to be rocking. I'm happy for so many people like D'Amico Ryans, uh, Nick Casario, and I'm especially happy for the, for the McNair family, Janice Anna and Cal McNair, because everything they went through with Bill O'Brien's trades and, and Jack Easterby's shenanigans behind the scenes, the whole Deshaun Watson controversy and hiring D'Amico and now everything is perfect and I know how excited they are and how proud they are and I don't know if the Texans will win this game you know they're two-point underdogs and if they lose people will be disappointed but what a great season and it just bodes so well for the offseason free agency the draft and imagine how pumped everybody's going to be going into training camp next year. Boy, they, there ain't no doubt about it, man. They they have turned the tide, and, and you can only imagine. And look, rightfully so. I mean, when you talk about the McNairs, and I mean, it, it's their decisions that ultimately brought the the pain, if you will, over the last handful of years. And um, it, but but nonetheless, with that said, it, it, it's still like it, it is a a good feeling. We had them in studio yesterday, man, and Cal and Hannah just sitting across the studio from them and and being in a position where you can celebrate a bit you can you can take a couple of deep breaths and enjoy what the hell you got going on man it it is it is cool to see the family go through that and everybody involved go through that john let's talk about this game this weekend the cleveland browns uh houston texans and and uh specifically let's start here Uh, the 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 last game obviously the 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 cleveland browns they skull drug the houston texans right here at home a lot of people it's hard to get that out of their mind at this point in time how much do you lean into that game as you as you decide and analyze what's going to happen on uh, on saturday we've seen a lot of teams get beat badly in regular season and bounce back in the playoffs you know the pass coverage was pathetic with a capital P, they can't let Flacco throw for 368 yards and three touchdowns and six completions, more than 20 yards, and hit the long one right off the bat. They didn't have a sack, but they knocked down uh, Flacco eight times, been three by Derek Barnett. You know, Will Anderson Jr. didn't play. Grenard went out early, and uh, Blake Cashman didn't play. Stroud didn't play. I hope that uh, Grenard's back. And because um, it's all hands on deck for this one. And one of the things I'm most interested in seeing, Stroud has been outstanding against zone coverage. They like to play a lot of man because they've invested heavily in their corners and their safeties. But uh, Texas totally shut down their run. I believe they'll totally shut down their run in this game. And uh, it'll come down to can they get after Flacco to disrupt his timing with his receivers get in his face even if they don't sack him and can cj stroud do uh, what uh case keenum 
and Davis Mills couldn't do. Nico Collins had four catches for 17 yards. I'm pretty sure I'd take the over on those yards. John, do you, uh, as we watch this game and we understand, like uh, you have two quarterbacks who have had, I think for the time they've played, really good years, and uh, but both of them on one end of the spectrum, one 38 and one who's played 15 playoff games and won a Super Bowl, the other one who is uh, who is entering his first playoff game. Who do you think has the quarterback advantage in this game? Well, Flacco clearly has the quarterback advantage because he's been better in the playoffs than he has been in regular season. Uh, I wrote a column on SportsRadio610.com this week about Stroud was seven when Flacco was a rookie and won two playoff games as a rookie before losing at Pittsburgh. You know, they'd love for Stroud to have that kind of playoff, win, win a couple of games and play in a championship game. So Cleveland has the experience. They have a red-hot quarterback. They have a number one defense in the NFL, and that's why the Browns are favored by two. But if the Texans win, I don't think anybody will be surprised. I've been trying to watch every show on NFL Network, ESPN, all of them. A while ago, ESPN, three of the five picked the Texans this morning, two of the four picked the Texans. And uh, because of Stroud and because of D'Amico and what he's got going on here, in fact, they're at home, and there'll be a lot of Browns fans here. But I think those Texans fans, they're, they're so pumped about this game, they're going to make the kind of noise that C.J. Stroud hadn't heard since he played in Columbus against Michigan. John, there's there's a couple of different spots where I feel like the Texans could could take advantage of of the Cleveland Browns, and one of them is the the, the two tackles that the Browns are starting are ultimately backup tackles. One of them, uh, Gerard Christian, uh, the the guy that the, the Texans have had multiple uh, multiple times over the last couple of years that they should know a lot about. Um, Will Anderson and John the Grenard are both healthy. They're both going to play. I, your thoughts on on just how healthy do you believe they are? Um, and and do you feel like those two guys are going to be able to give you, um, you know, more than than ten or twelve snaps? Well, that would be great. We'll play more than that in the game against Indy, but he didn't have the impact that he had in that game against the Titans, playing twelve snaps. And Grenard, I can't imagine after going out early against the Browns and not playing or practicing till he was limited this week that he would be anywhere close. But the fact is. This game means everything, and that's why you'll say if a guy can walk, he's going to be out there. And one of the things that's that's key to me about this game, the one thing the Browns don't do well is stop the run. You know, they're number one in defense. They're number one in pass defense, but teams have run on. Texans didn't get to run much the first game because he fell behind so so far so fast. Only ran 16 times, averaged 4.5 yards of carry. And uh, I think we'll see Stroud run. He ran three times for 20 yards against the Colts. But uh, they need to get 100 yards. They're 6-1 and one when they rush for 100, 3-0 and oh when Singletary does. And you know Bobby Slowick, if he wants balance. He doesn't want Miles Garrett. And David Smith going had two sacks in the last game, I believe. They don't want them being able to hit Stroud. think he'll get rid of the ball quick. Hope his receivers are healthy enough to be a factor. And uh, uh, I can't put anything past Stroud based on what we've seen so far, a historical start for him. I, listen, John, I'm, you, you've gotten to, to something that I wanted to get into and get get your opinion. I hope you help me feel better about this. 
You talked about the, the potential pressure and getting the ball out quick. Now, the last time I was very disappointed, and I almost had a conniption fit for the final two hours of the show after you said this. Who is starting at right tackle on Sunday? Because you talk about pressure and everything. That's Miles Garrett. That's the Zazaria Smith. Who they were? Re- who is starting at right tackle on George Sunday? George Fant. Thank you, God of money. All right, so we so we're done with the uh, with the, with the Charlie. Heck- I make I make sure that Fant uh, will start the game just for you. Well, I need that. I mean, you told last time I talked to you, you told me that Charlie or Charlie Heck had beat out George Fan. Yes, he had, and that's why he was playing. And then they pulled Heck in the last game, put Fan out there. So I think they feel more comfortable with Fant. And uh, and uh, but considering the guys they're going up against, you know, it's it's imperative that Stroud gets rid of the ball quick. You know, he sometimes he holds it too long trying to. Get guys open down the field, and he get, takes a long sack. But, you know, Bobby Slowick's been telling him, you're going to roll out and throw. When that back foot hits in the pocket, you need to get the ball out. Yeah, I mean, he, he's they're going to they're gonna be in a position with these wide, with the wide receivers that are available where they're, they're gonna, this offensive line is going to have to hold up and, and allow him to, to, to get through some progressions at some point in time. But I, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm not – I mean, I know they're good defensively. Um, but number one, I, number one in the league. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm talking about from a pass rush perspective as well, Ron. And, and again, they may still be top number one in the league. I don't know, but I mean, to me, no, they're not. Well, well, they I, have I one just, more sack than the Texans. Well, I, but I mean, in terms of uh, again, the, the fear of when you got Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith coming off the ends. I mean, I, I don't. I know there's more quote unquote productive guys out there, but those two guys coming off the end are as dangerous and as as as, as anybody in the any any tandem in the league. Um, in, in terms of when you got to play them, and you got to block them jokers. Um, but but I, I'll, I'll say all that, John, to just say I, I feel like from that perspective that between Bobby Slowick's game plan and C.J. Stroud's getting the ball out for the most part when he needs to, and this offensive line um, getting better as the season went along, I, I, I feel significantly better than I thought I would against this defensive front. Did you guys see the stat? I think it was yesterday, next gen stats from the NFL that only two times this year has Miles Garrett gone to left end and one time was against the Texans to get away from Laramie Tunsil. Now, I'm not, they, they never admit that, of course, but that, that was according to next gen stats. And that's a classic matchup. Your best tackle against your best pass rusher. Garrett didn't have a sack, but he had a lot of pressures. Now he's going to get pressures. That's fine. There's no, we don't want him getting quarterback hits where he's knocking Stroud down. And the Texans, they knocked Flacco down eight times in the first t- game, but he got rid of the ball. And he's so accurate making deep throws. But if he throws interceptions like he has, they lead the league in interceptions. They lead the league in turnovers. Texans are plus 10. I think they're minus 8. They're usually, that's the great uh, – uh, that would be a t- very telltale in what happens in this game. So it's a cliche that you got to win the turnover battle, but the Browns don't, and they still win. I feel like if they do in this game, they got a really good chance to pull the upset. How you feeling about this game, gut feeling wise, John? How you, how you, uh, where you at right now, and in, in, in what you're seeing? The Texans got some some key players back, especially Jonathan Grenard coming back. We'll see about Noah Brown and, and, and Robert Woods. But how are you feeling right now about this game? 
I picked on our football podcast, Browns 24, Texans 20. Damn. I, I mean, look, I, I don't think I don't think it's crazy. I, well, I, no, I hell no, it's not crazy. I, I, I don't think I don't think it's crazy. Um, we gonna make some predictions today, Ron? What not? Yeah, we, we gonna get, yeah. We make gonna, your predictions. Make your damn prediction. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll do it before the day's yeah, we'll over. Yeah, we'll do it the I, I got to put some thought into that, John. I can't just go out there willy nilly in that deal now. You've hey, been talking uh, about this twenty four seven all week. Well, John, all damn know, week, John. You tell him. Well, the damn, hell, damn you don't John. need any more time. No, to no, think no damn about time. It. Just, just gonna, make the prediction. Bully him into it. Hey, you two some bucks ain't gonna bully me into it. I'm gonna make that damn prediction whenever I get ready to. Damn it. <laughs> Y'all hear me? You two hear me? Hey, yeah, you'll make you'll make your prediction at six oh one. Yeah, yeah hey, hey, you better be listening, John. You're gonna want to write about it. <laughs> hey, hey, what? Uh, You're gonna want to write the, about the uh, Nick Saban out at Alabama. Um, Kalen DeBoer from Washington looks to be the guy at this point in time. Um, your, your thoughts on on that move there at Alabama? Everybody says DeBoer is a great hire. He's won everywhere he's been. Small college, major college, and it didn't take long. It's almost like the AD knew it was coming, just like now it turns out the, the contract that they gave uh, uh, Gerard Mayo last year not to interview with the Panthers contained a clause that he was going to replace Belichick whenever he retired. Now we got to see where all these other dominoes fall. There's never been a week in football. Counting the great job they did in Houston at the championship game Michigan won and the immediately media speculation about Harbaugh through all these coaching changes. The biggest surprise in the NFL was Pete Carroll. Of course, Nick Saban was the biggest surprise. And we may have another firing or two based on what happens in the playoffs, but we're never going to see another week like this one. Never. John, real quick before we get you out, um, in Kansas City, it's it's negative thirty degrees, temperature wise. And aren't you sad that you're not going to be at Arrowhead? Tell me, my mom quit her job yesterday. She said it was too cold, John. <laughs> I don't blame her. He's I'm dead, dead serious. I'm dead ass serious. <laughs> she, she said it's time. She look at it in spring. She she retired. She had a little job. She was working three days a week, and she quit that sucker. She said it was good cold. For her. You have you ever run any, Have you ever had to cover anything any anywhere remotely close to that, John? The the I was I was in high school when they had the ice bowl, which was the coldest I've seen, and then San Diego and uh, Cincinnati where at times it got to be the wind chill was 60 below. That was the coldest I've ever seen. And the other one was a playoff game in Chicago. They built a makeshift press box on top of the big one. This was in 85, and they put a, 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 a makeshift toilet. And this just hurts me to tell this. And there was a reporter, a woman, who had to go to the bathroom, and she got stuck. Her skin stuck. And when she got up off the toilet and she came up there and told us she left skin, nobody else went to that bathroom. I've never seen anything like it. Boy, I got quite, I, I'd have went to that bathroom and checked and see if she was being I, I serious. Take a look I, I'd, look, I'd look I want to take a look at that. way she yeah. was walking. Yeah, you'd want to take a look at it. Uh, she lost a piece of her ass walking. on that thing. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about she the toilet. I don't know what you two are talking about. I'm not, I'm not being nasty. I do. I want. I want to see somebody lose I want to see that. Well, I mean, why wouldn't she hover over it? Even if it was, even I mean, why wouldn't she just hover? <laughs> it is God. not this poor girl's fault. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Uh, All I know is McLean. What kind of chicks you hanging you around guys, with, man? If you guys had used that ref- restroom that I did, 
it would have taken you 10 minutes to find it. Yeah, well, let me tell you what I wouldn't have done was put my ass on the seat. It brings a whole new meaning to have your ass torn up, you know? Yeah. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.